You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of 2020. My name is Corey Peza here, as always, with Siobhan and Ben. And uh, this is our our 2022 year-end review episode. It, it's coming to the end of the year, and we don't feel like doing a lot. So this is where you're getting today. <laughs> it's sort of like Spotify, how they give you your year wrapped, and it shows you your favorite artist. So I guess we can go back and kind of say some of our favorite moments, or I don't know, just reflect on the year. It's that we get a rare moment to sort of be just the three of us and go over what we've done i had to literally mentally check myself when Corey said it's a 2022 gear and review because i was like what what year is it really <laughs> is it still 2022 was that is it the end of that year is it the beginning of what year is it next because like i i genuinely i don't even know where i am it's the two-year anniversary of 2020 or 2020 i guess in this case but wasn't that like the year that felt like forever so technically isn't just this should be like 2021 by now it's just one big continuation. It's like when people ask what I did this year, I, I can't even remember. Who knows if what we talk about will even have happened in 2022. Well, so. who, who did we talk to this year? Because I feel like you guys need to go back and check out some of our guests. Because like the thing that I find, and I'm, I'm so thankful for for being on this show, whatever this is, this podcast thing, is that we've talked to so many people that are above our pay grade. Like I mean, like literally, and such a, a vast crazy smorgasbord of people from like Grammy award winners to like lawyers to people that like literally run towns and it, it never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. So I think it's a good idea. What we can do is we'll go back through our guests uh, that we've had and real quick, it'll be like kind of like, you know, word association. We'll see if we can give the quickest summary for our listeners and viewers that haven't checked out the episodes and, uh, and see if you guys, you know, maybe we can make you guys interested in going back and, uh, and binging some uh, older episodes. I should go uh, back and binge some of these older episodes because I'm. I, it's going to be a refresher for me. But let's go. Let's jump in. Well, we got to. We'll, we we'll just start. We'll go backwards, right? So, so number one is our last episode prior to this one, which is Mr. Brock Richards. Dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't have done any better than that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I, I'm not an impartial judge in this one, so I should defer to the two of you. No, I love Brock. Brock. I'm. I feel like we're 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 lucky to have Brock because there are so many people that care about Star Set, and the guy doesn't even talk to the people at the table, nevertheless on podcasts. So the fact that he'll come on this podcast because of you is fantastic. So for Star Set fans or people that just like you know music, Brock's awesome. Yeah. So definitely check that one out. Uh, going back a little further, we got Steve Stevens. Of Rock Billy Idol. Yeah. yeah, just like that, like just his appearance. You have to watch the YouTube videos for, for his episodes. And we've done it before. But I don't know if the first episodes we did were this year. But every time he comes back, it's the hair is on point. The sunglasses. He just is a total vibe. He, he's 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 so recognizable just from a silhouette. Like he's been like literally silhouetted against like a stage skirt from behind when he's coming out with Billy Idol for like 50 years, 70 years now. So like, I mean, and he's so cool. Like, that's the thing is you could tell this guy is the same as he was in 1983. And he was a cool <laughs> dude back then, too, I'm sure. He's the man. Uh, going back a little further, Ron DeChant, another star set fellow. I think Ben really loves talking about Ron because he's always got the perfect summary for who Ron is and what he does. So, Ben, you take this one. I think he's the furthest thing from a bass player. I, I mean, for I mean, anyone that listens to Star Set, they like they're like, of course he's not just a bass player because he's in Star Set. But for all those other people that don't listen to Star Set, like the seventeen of you, um, he's it, it's interesting because you know, as people that are trying to be in a band, like we're obviously in the band Lost Symphony, and we're always trying to learn how to do things from everyone that comes on the show. Ron's probably the MVP of all the episodes as far as like that guy does that. 
I always always learn something whenever he's on. He's actually been on what I think like four at least four times. So yeah, Ron's episodes not, are not a masterclass. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Business, music, all that fun stuff. Uh, prior to that, Mr. Bob St. John, with, with with some great Nuno Nuno talk, Nuno Betancourt. Uh, he was a recording engineer, mixing engineer. Uh, had a lot of fun on that one. That guy's su- what a nice dude. Like. I wasn't sure because like when he when he first showed up and like he's in front of his whole studio desk with perfect lighting. I'm like, is this guy like, does he know that he's the awesomest and he's an asshole? And he's not. He's the coolest dude ever. And you understand why he has Grammys sitting on his mantle. Yeah, you awesome. notoriously messed up how many Grammys he had at the beginning of that episode. So if you want <laughs> to see good. Ben eat his well, words. American. In my defense, American Grammys. He has also like Spanish, Latino. I don't, I don't know, but he has Grammys and other. Are you area saying those codes. are lesser Grammys? <laughs> no, they're just not considered normal Grammys when you like look up the Grammys on Wikipedia. Very true. <laughs> not normal Grammys. All right, moving on. And then uh, continuing on the star set train, uh, Corey Juba. Corey was fun. I knew that Corey would be like a good storyteller because he, me, me, Z, and Corey like to hang out on tour. So yeah, it's. It was cool to have him on because I didn't even know half the stuff that he told because he's such a new member. So for anyone that's new to the star set train or wanting to get in the full star set wrap of all the different members, Corey is the newest addition. So if you want to learn more about how he got in the band, definitely listen to that one. I mean, the thing is about Corey, though, it's kind of like if you had a crush on a girl and then you see her dating some other dude and then you have to talk to that dude and you kind of like that dude. That's how I feel when I talk to Corey. (laughs) I sense some bitterness. (laughs) No, I, I, I'm happy for him. It's me I'm more worried about. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, geez. I'm going through the, uh, the archive here, and now old episodes are playing in my ear, so I apologize for that. Oh, boy. Um, so after Corey, uh, who do we have? Scrolling back. So many episodes, so many. Go- oh, Damien Real, was, oh which is God. like 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 definitely out of left field in terms of like our normal guest, but one of the, one of the more fascinating like episodes we've had, I think. Do you guys remember that? I like literally sent you guys, uh, a, a, we have like a group text going like the 2020 text. Cause we're fucking cool. Um, <laughs> and I messaged you guys and I was like, I sent you and I fucking love science. If you guys don't know this, like if you go and look up this, this, this journal, I fucking love science. They have the coolest shit. And this dude, Damien real, it's like, this guy copyrighted music. Like, that's pretty much the headline. Like, this guy copyrighted all of music. And I'm like, okay, I'll read. And when I read it, I'm like, this literally blew my mind. I'm like, I have to get a hold of this dude. And then I go look at a bunch of news groups, and he's commenting from his Facebook. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking inbox this dude. And he messaged me. And he even joked later that he was, like, telling his wife, like, this guy doesn't understand my postulation, so I need to explain to him. As, like, <laughs> while we're, like, writing from family events on, on a Sunday to each other. But and I I'm also like, love, you- when not to interrupt you, but when we get non-musicians on the podcast, it's always really fun because you think, like, oh, everyone's so busy, it takes them forever to answer emails. Damien is someone that does literally everything and also answers your email within Don't 30 seconds. Don't call him a non-musician. He just- He'll be mad. because he No, he, he is a musician, really well. but I'm just, I'm just saying it's always funny to snap oh, back shit. into the reality of, of the corporate world where you're like, oh, it is possible to do everything and be on top of communication. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, just things I never thought I'd learn on this podcast. Uh, that's definitely a big episode for that. Going, uh, going a little further back, though, uh, we have Jonathan Weiner, uh, amazing master engineer. So we're like, that was a cool one to kind of get the, the, you know, the behind the scenes of, of what the, myst- the mystical magic of mastering does for uh for all your favorite records that you've heard and you can tell that he's such a great teacher because when i went back and listened to his episode after recording it everything he said was so well spoken and so concise and so descriptive that that's definitely one where you're going to get a lot of information about audio stuff and just great stories but in a really well presented way yeah i think ben and i were, were trying to pick like every last bit of information we could get out of that guy's brain yeah <laughs> it really made me upset to be honest with you because he made me like question my entire existence as a quote-unquote audio engineer and then i went out to dinner with him because we're actually real life friends and he's like don't believe everything you hear i'm like i hate you man He's great. <laughs> Honestly, Jonathan Weiner, like he's one of the coolest, smartest, like that dude, he's a brain. He is. Yeah, yeah don't don't miss out on that one. Uh, prior to that, Sammy Ash uh, of oh Sam Ash Music. 
in case there's like any confusion there, Sam Ash music, that that giant chain that you're all familiar with. Another person way out of our pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, what a cool guy. Because you know what? Like it's, on my show, The Neurotic Guitarist, I sit and I talk about like, Screw Guitar Setter, Sweetwater, and I shit on a bunch of people. But Sam Ash, like, they've been around for, over, like, a hundred years, man. Like, they're, they're the OG, like, what Guitar Center tries to be. So, like, you know, you think of them as being the big guy. And it's like, you talk to this dude and you're like, well, you understand why he's been around for a hundred years. And, like, why everyone buys guitars from the from this guy. And why they have such a great company. And the fact that... Someone as high as Sammy Ash, you know, the guy on the dot com. Sammy Ash comes and talks to us about his company. And like he was excited to talk to us. Like yeah. he was it made me feel good about us. It was cool too, because how often do you get to talk to someone that's like running a incredibly successful, expanding like business that's like over a hundred years old and still family owned. So hyper successful, Dan. You, know, you don't really get that kind of insight on a daily basis. So so that's a great one uh, for sure. And uh, uh, before that, uh, our episodes with David Ellison, who started a uh, we got we got a bunch of press on those ones, which is always cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like Dave Mustaine has moved on to like picking on Metallica now. Like we could have done more stuff together. I think that's the new thing. It's like we me and James talked, but Lars sucks. Um but at one point, everything out of Dave Mustaine's mouth was talking about Junior. Otherwise, David Ellison, who's our genuine friend. I love that guy. And the fact is, like, I can't even keep up with him. He's, like, literally the Energizer Bunny. Like, no matter what's going on in the world, you could tell, like, David Ellison has a new project. And he's inspirational because he's a great example of someone that, you know, when you get knocked down from something, especially something that you've been in for such a long time, he is like the perfect example of just like keep on going. I mean, it's like every time we've interviewed him, regardless of where he's been in his career, it's been it's been really inspiring to talk to him. So that's a that's a great one for anyone that's interested in that. He's like merely a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. Very and, resilient. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, prior to that, keeping the, the Dave train rolling, we had Dave Fortman, uh, an oh, amazing, Dave amazing Fortman. producer. Rad! <laughs> that dude's rad, man. And, uh, so yeah. rad. Dave produced, you know, bands like Slipknot and Mudvayne and Evanescence that I just saw went like, like, like Ten diamond. Times platinum. Diamond. Like, yeah, diamond. So he's, he's sold. He didn't just produce them. Tens, he actually helped write some of yeah, those songs. Tens and like, millions of records. It's, it's incredible. There's it's no incredible. reason that you have to bring them back to life. They've been to life this entire time. And that's why Dave has a beautiful apartment in, in Florida. Yeah. So that, that's a great one to check out. Um, just for the, the music, the music history. Dude. Yeah. Great. Our- By the way, side note, Corey went down to Florida and worked with Dave and sang a beautiful rendition of Renegade by Styx. And uh, <laughs> I think you should throw I that. didn't even know that. Wow. I, I I'm think learning you should throw today. that video on there, Corey. That video is fantastic. You should throw you and Dave Fortman singing will break the internet. That should be a short. Absolutely. That's <laughs> with if, Shane if from Apocalypse care. Blues Revival. Go for it! Give me some sex! Oh mama, I'm in fear for my life. Before Dave, we had our buddy Richard Shaw on, who's been on a few times and is always like one of our favorite More people. More news. He was one of the hottest news guys we had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He this just entire re- year. Yeah. Yeah. He, he talked about uh, leaving Cradle of Filth and, uh, and detailed some of the behind the scenes stuff going on there. Uh, We're not going to take it. <laughs> we kind of have the full biography of Richard Shaw at this point. We might as well turn it into like a mini series because he's been on a few times and we, we've caught him at different points in his career. So it's it's been cool to catch up with him and, and, and see how things have changed, you know? Yeah. And he's a funny, funny love- bastard. I love that guy, though. Like, he literally has been, since our first few episodes, has been, like, our friend. And it's it's one of those things where, like, why, why would he come on your show? It's funny, because we had so many comments on that show. Like, so if you haven't watched the episode with Richard, crazy amounts of comments. And a lot of people are like, why are you just talking to him that way? It's like, because he's literally just our friend. For real. Like, we just wanted to catch up with our buddy, and you're just voyeuristically watching it. 
are listening. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not miss out on any of those Richard episodes. They're they're always a good Never. time. Uh, Kishibashi. Siobhan, Kishi, Siobhan Kishi is my, in. Yeah, my friend. So a, a rare violinist appearance. Uh, someone that I've I met years ago. He came and played with an orchestra that I play with here in, in Miami. And uh, great for, you know, he had some great stories about formulating a sound and creating your own solo projects. It's, he's somebody that kind of went across all spectrums of music. And he's a, he was a great story, you know, great things to listen to. Literally the dude that you're going to be like sitting one day watching TV and they're like Lifetime Achievement Award goes to Kishibashi. You're like, I f- I know that. Wow. It makes total sense. If you listen if you listen to him talk, you're like, "Oh, dude, you've cracked the universe." <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then uh before that, uh Ben's buddy Jim Wysocki. Oh my god. All right, Ben, this, you're the expert on Jimmy. So, for those that don't know, I'm working I've been working for over a year now on a a documentary on Les Paul, but even more importantly, kind of like how this this dude, my friend, the mayor of Mawa, New Jersey, Jimmy Wysocki, was like kind of inexplicably intertwined with the life of Les Paul. And this dude is wild. I mean, in 1981, he was just answering the phone for the police, and now he's running the town. And we just, by the way, since that episode, gave a key to the town of Mawa, New Jersey on behalf of the of the citizenship and Les Paul to Billy freaking Gibbons. And we have it all on tape. Like, that guy's the coolest. And if you go watch him, he literally became the mayor by just like shaking hands and kissing babies. He's he's the coolest, nicest guy ever. Literally, ever. Yeah, uh, he, was a, he was a blast to talk to. And obviously, uh, he's funny because he has all these rock star stories but as like kind of like as like an outsider like he's like the guy standing next to all the rock stars and he's got all this stuff and he he, he sees everything he's the, he's like the sober one that can remember all the stories right we all really, need one of those yeah, people it was real fun talking to him uh not always sober though it depends on whether he's on duty yeah right <laughs> uh steve wood prior to that and by the way guys uh 2020-d.com you can you can Check out all these episodes. They're all there in the archive. But uh, yes, Steve Wood, and we're, Mr. Steve we're Wood. Go, by the way, for those that don't have the, the attention span, we are going to be making some shorts of a bunch of this stuff because we realize that there's so much amazing, there's so many amazing things that not even us who are there can can totally comprehend the awesomeness of it. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get you to some of the meat and potatoes if you uh, don't have the attention span. Yeah. And ben is of, busy multitasking here, yeah. doing something that I don't <laughs> my know. Iron but made it, my Iron Maiden frame, like the the record fell, and it wasn't perfectly equidistant from like the edge of everything, and it was driving me crazy. Oh, so the OCD took over and started speaking to me in my head, and if I didn't fix it, I was going to die. <laughs> well, coming back to Steve Wood, he's sort of our second British ambassador. I, I don't really know what the hierarchy is with with Rich, Richard and Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve, yeah. okay. Steve Richard, Richard acknowledged it, but that's fine because it's it's certainly age before beauty. <laughs> but Steve Wood is is the ultimate, you know, being next to rock stars. He's been around everyone from what George Harrison, Paul McCartney. He works with some of the biggest names in rock and roll and all genres of music. So we've had him on multiple times. This was probably our second or third time having him on this year uh, since we started. But yeah, it, like you never know what you're going to get with Steve. Always some surprise in the works. Yeah. Yep, he's he's one of those like Forrest Gump guys that that's like in, yeah. at every major <laughs> musical event he was like standing and you know kind of off to the side there observing <laughs> right. it and then yeah, literally he's my spirit animal. I first off I want you to know I talk to Steve on a regular basis and he there's no reason he has to talk to us. He's independently wealthy. He's doing cool stuff. Like there is no reason and he always answers my phone call like he's excited to talk to me. And if you watch this, he's always excited to talk to us and tell us the secrets of rock and roll. I mean, literally, just to sum it up, he talked about how Soundgarden broke up. He talks about, like, some really crazy... He's not crazy... just talking about it because he was there. That's why he's talking. He was like, there. He was, like, telling... He's, like, you know, like minute by minute the process it. of it happening. Yeah. But, uh, like, he has no fear. He's like, oh, yeah, so when I was jamming with George Harrison, you're, like, not even surprised. And that's not even the craziest thing he said within 20 minutes. Yeah. No, there's there's unlimited uh, rock and roll stories in, in those episodes. Make sure you check them out. Uh, and then before that, Mr. Keith Wallen, which was a great, 
great couple episodes we had there. It was right after we uh, we had seen Breaking Benjamin perform with Star Set, so it was really cool to kind of like see him for the first time on stage and then get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, Keith is like one of the nicest people in all of the rock world. He's like so polite, nice Southern guy. Like obviously we met when I was uh, doing, we were doing a support tour with Breaking Benjamin. We toured with them over the summer this year. And, you know, of course I hunted him down. I'm like, hey, want to come on our podcast? And he had some great stories to tell. Um, you know, he, he's just an awesome guy. Dude, Keith is great. And I feel bad because <clears throat> he was so kind because... Cindy, my fiance, always laments that I take her to go see like Aerosmith or Paul McCartney band. She doesn't want to see like we're going to go see uh, um, uh, Peter Wolf um, from the Jay Giles band. And she's like, who? She's so annoyed. But she's like, I want to go see Bush breaking Benjamin. I'm like, I can arrange this <laughs> message. Message Keith. He's yeah, man, let's go. Hey, I'm like, really? Sure. I mean, I, first off, his episodes are so inspiring, but also so relatable as a musician. Because, like, if you ever wonder why a guy like Keith is in an amazing band playing huge venues every night, it's because he literally ate shit sandwiches like every other musician that's in that sort of situation for fucking 25 years of his life. And he deserves every moment in that light. When I got to see him play on stage with Alice in Chains, and by the way, Bush opened before them. So, like, if that tells you how badass that dude is, Keith is the man. But I felt bad because I got cornered by the, by Chris, the head of Fishman uh, Electronics. Super nice dude. But Keith's trying to talk to me. Meanwhile, this dude's like, so for quarter one, we just uh, made Mike Inez's bass pickup. And it was great. It sold really like, And Keith's just like, I got to go. And I was like, dude, I love you. And I didn't, I didn't want to be mean to Chris because I'm like, I'll take your pickups. They're awesome. <laughs> But like Keith just walked away and he was like, by the fuck, he was like, dude, I couldn't handle it. I'm like, I didn't mean to download on you the Fishman first quarter summation. It sounds like quite great the, stories the, that didn't happen on the podcast. Yeah. So no, if you want to know about Ben's personal life. <laughs> I love Keith, man. He's the man. And by the way, if I don't know if they've released it or if you can go see it in bootleg form on YouTube. They covered Queen who wants to be uh, who wants to live forever from the Highlander soundtrack and holy fucking shit. It's so good. And Keith's singing. That guy's got a voice of a Amazing fucking voice. angel. Yeah, he's got yeah. a great voice. In fact, he, he is, he is uh, as as told in the podcast, been known to open for himself by, by playing the opening <laughs> set for Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> yep, indeed. Um, and then also kind of an, another guy from that, that tour uh, that we had Right before Keith Wong was Corey Lowry of Seether. Uh, oh, who was right. not seemed like he seems like a fun guy to, to party with, but oh, he, right. we, we had a good time. We had a good time on the, on the podcast there. Corey Siobhan just remembers her friends with like 15 number one singles. That's the <laughs> funny part. I literally love when I have people on and I'm like, hey, man, that's great. Like you had a number one. He's like, yeah, like 15 of them. I mean, like, not me. I mean, I'm not the main guy, but like I'm in the band that has the number one singles. I love when I get school like that and I go and look and since. Corey Lowry, who's such a great guitarist, like came on, like, see, there has haunted me. They're freaking everywhere. I will just never forget on that tour going on to Seether's bus and they had like 80s MTV videos just constantly playing like in the front lounge of the bus. And there's there's always a drink to be made. And they, they were just like such a good time group like that was one of the the most fun tours that we ever did and it was it was so cool to meet these guys like both Keith and and Corey I mean having Corey on was awesome he told us some amazing stories too but he was very real very Very real real. very real about you know like hey man you it doesn't matter if you're in a band with a bunch of number ones like it's a hard life 23 hours of the day when you're on tour and like it could break the best of you and honestly it's pretty much crazy people that tour (laughs) <laughs> yeah accurate <laughs> <laughs> valuable life lessons um before Corey, uh we had a couple episodes with our drummer in lost symphony mr paul lorenzo which, which is always always entertaining to to get someone that, that 
you know the songs yeah <laughs> songs! It's, it's, it's a rare um like uniting of, of lost symphony which which doesn't happen very often but we get to kind of talk about the project a little bit and paul has been playing music forever and he's he's got tons of uh insight paul is someone with like eternal talent like just like every every possible thing you can be good at i feel like paul is good at he's an artist he's a musician songwriter he arranges stuff i mean he's awesome it's it's so cool to learn about him it, the greatest thing about him is that he is it's like having the Mona Lisa in your basement, but nobody knows, but you can like look at it yourself. He's like the greatest drummer that nobody's trying to steal away from you. <laughs> Just coming to my house all the time, recording whatever I want. And like we work on songs. We have 45 songs from the last two years, almost fully produced. What are we doing with them? Who knows? Keeping them in your basement. <laughs> on redundant hard drive, Siobhan. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely, yeah. So check out Paul's stuff. Um, if, especially if you want to yeah, learn a little Chapters bit. Chapters one through three. Those episodes, that's episode uh, 137, 138. And that's where we kind of talk about the band a little bit. You know, we don't talk about the band uh, in depth in most of our podcasts, but uh, in the ones where we have people like Paul on, we do kind of like, you know, pull the curtain back a little bit, which is nice. So all of you Lost Symphony fans out there, <laughs> make sure you check those out. Um, and before Thanks, before Paul and we're getting back wow we're almost we're almost through the year there we've had a lot of people on um, we got a few more though and uh, before Paul we had the uh, the TSO guys we had uh, Chris Caffrey and and Joel Hoekstra both separate well, you episodes can't put, don't, no don't yeah don't put but, them together let's talk about Chris first <laughs> Chris is awesome I mean like Chris is such a nice guy he's like i mean it was cool even check out his youtube on that one because in his in his house he has um he has a bar that he's built out and he makes all sorts of seagulls i mean he's like shannon all the, larkin he's yeah. got this fucking crazy universe and he's got a stuffed elephant that travels yes, around with him wilbur he's, yeah he's, i he's, mean no go ahead ben well i mean listen man it's one of those things where at first you could kind of tell like he's like almost ready like to go to, to to bat like he's like ready to fight you because he's used to touring and getting the shit kicked out of him on the road just because he's like but he's so talented and if you look also at the band tso i think they're like the eighth or tenth highest grossing band in the history of time of touring bands and chris is one of the huge parts of him he goes all the way back to sabotage but this guy Talk about being an underdog from day one that's now literally playing two show sold out shows a day. Like he's an interesting dude and also from Mawa, New Jersey and a Les Paul friend. Yeah. Now, Chris is someone who has lived the life of touring since being basically a kid. You know, he he talks about I think wasn't Metallica opening up for them or he, Metallica wanted to stay in his mom's basement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she said, no, there's some great stories about the early days, really like yeah. the development of rock music and like the breaking out of sabotage, the creation of TSO. He's I mean, his episodes are jam packed with a lot of really Chris, cool information. Chris is the dude that like you wouldn't recognize at the bar that would be dropping knowledge. And you're like, there's no way. And it's like, Google me, bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, make sure you check those ones out. Joel Hextra. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. <laughs> Wicked busy. <laughs> he's yeah. a, he's I mean, very busy to the point that we had one short episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever had more back and forth with um, a manager about talking about talking to someone about maybe possibly coming on to maybe do something and then having them come on after all this level of communication to be completely uncommunicated to like when we told them. So, okay, listen, guys, you've seen all of our guests. We have a lot of really good people. Most of them stay for two hours. There's a few times where people like have had to go or they've been like, whatever, but most of them stay for two hours and we con them and it's not a problem. When we told Joel Hoekstra, Hextra, whatever his name, when we told that dude, <laughs> like the guy from White Snake, looked him in the face, hey man, we're gonna do two hours. He's like, it's looking. It was looking off to his like non-existent manager. Like, is this like a joke? Where, where's my Evian? Like, hold on, my connection. I can't hear you. What? Yeah. Hold on. I think I think Bro. he's basically he basically was like, I have I have shit to do in a half hour. Let's. Let's go. So it's a very concise episode. It, it, it 
you know, it's it's got a little bit of, of his backstory. We try to we don't try meet to dig your deeper. heroes. We try to we I try to dig great deep. guitars. <laughs> if you guys listen, you, you know that we do our first episode. We try to learn about the person. Second episode, we generally try to get you know a little little under the water. We didn't get a chance to do that with Joel. I we think got about still, six inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth checking out. Um, Pl- plenty of other TSO material. Go go listen to to Chris and and Roddy and uh, yeah. you know the other people. Roddy yeah. Chong, man, yeah. that oh, guy's wait, wait, awesome. Wait, that might not have been this year though. It, We're getting no, ahead of ourselves. I think are, that was are, 2021. We are okay. At, prior to, uh, to to Chris's episodes, Chris Caffrey's, uh, we had Gary Holt. So like we're continuing the train here. Like these are some okay. some some absolute monsters in the music industry. Oh dude, I love Gary, man. But but man, he's a polite dude. But like it was funny because we because he I asked him forever. I harassed the shit out of him on Instagram. And he's like really nice. <laughs> he's wicked nice. And like he likes my memes. We both like cats, even though he doesn't have a cat, which I think is hysterical. Um, super nice grandpa lives in a really quiet area, but writes very angry music. May have played in Slayer. Like super cool dude comes on. Siobhan had to go. First episode, totally <laughs> awesome. Second episode, I encourage everybody go watch. Corey and I are like, yeah. So like, when you were being cool in that cool band, he's like, yeah, man. So like, he wasn't hextraing us. He wasn't giving us a Joel from White Snake, but like, he was kind of giving us like the Ben. Do you want me to watch your memes? <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes our credibility walks out the door when Siobhan signs off. It, it, oh yeah, there's nothing to look at. <laughs> but they, they're great episodes, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Gary's the man. Um, He's uh, amazing, dude. What a great guitarist. And seriously, how cool would it be for that dude to be your grandfather? <laughs> Grandpa sure. Holt. The uh, the guest before him is is someone who's. Uh, uh, just an absolute animal and an absolute pleasure to uh, to know. That's Cody Ash, uh, drummer oh, for Cody Jelly Roll. Ash. Uh, I remember when Cody's I wanted to get Cody on the podcast, and and, and Corey was like, "What is Jelly Roll?" Yeah, I thought they were a band. I'm like, it, I'm like, this is a weird name for a band. Well, like, no, we uh, had we had him coming on, and Javon's like, "Jelly Roll's coming." Uh, we looked it up, like the, the Jelly Roll, and Corey and I were like. Is it, so they're coming to the so, the so Jelly Roll they're coming to the Palladium thinking that Jelly Roll is like a plural. Yeah. Je- I mean he's a big no dude. Jelly Roll. Dude. Jelly Roll. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I think like tonight or like they're playing like the friggin' uh, arena in Nashville, like sold out the Bridgestone Arena. Like talk about like a trajectory. Like Jelly Roll went from and I I take full responsibility for being ignorant, but. I had no idea who he was and and the and the, the the music and everything. Ben and I, after our our podcast with Cody Ash, which was an absolute riot, went and saw them play at the Palladium uh, in Worcester and were blown the fuck away. It was the most packed I've ever seen that place. Everyone was singing every single word, and it, it was like it was like a it was like a redneck star set show. It was like, we literally yeah. said to him, "We're like, dude, you're gonna be playing." huge places and he's like dude we already have our tour booked it's not gonna happen right now like a month later he's like just posting like crazy pictures everywhere like arenas giant freaking festivals and like ever since i, I mean I-, I hear i hear jelly roll on like rock radio i hear oh, yeah, jelly got- roll country ch- chart chart topping like it's ridiculous now he's incredible cody's incredible i kept telling him i i felt bad because i said because uh, we had Shannon Larkin on, and I think he's such a great drummer. I'm like, yeah, friends with Shannon Larkin. At the end of the night, he's like, yeah, man, that Shannon Larkin guy. And then he goes out and just murders it, murders it with his <laughs> fucking just a stash, and it's totally happening hair, and his fucking glat murdering. And I now I saw he has a two kick drums. He's going full blow. I love that guy. He's gonna. I, I hope one day. That Jelly Roll, when he comes on stage, that Cody comes on with like the Nick Menza kit from Megadeth from like 93, <laughs> where they have to like wheel him in and he has like six drums and he's got his hairs even louder and he's got like yeah. light up kits with like fucking fire on his sticks. Yeah. He, Cody's he, the man. His episodes, it, they're a party. He, he shotguns a beer in the middle of an episode. So that's, that's kind of gives a vibe. And, uh, and you know, what I love is, you know, less than a year after, after meeting him for the first time and hanging out with him at the Palladium, uh, 
I saw he was coming around and he played at Xfinity Center in Mansfield, you know, in front of 18,000 people with Shinedown. So, like, just be able to see a trajectory like that in such a short amount of time, it was incredible. We uh, do so the show so we can basically get tickets to concerts. That's really the only reason. <laughs> it's, it's Thank you, Keith, and thank you, Cody, for helping us out. Um, my fiance Unofficial thought sponsors I was cool. of 2020. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so definitely check out the Cody episodes. They're they're a blast. Um, Dude, he's before so him, cool. <laughs> uh, another uh, or a, a, a local legend to us, or at least a current local legend, uh, Shota Nakama, who's uh, Shota absolutely. Uh, Shota's a, a Jedi. Fountain. Yeah, exactly. Dude, he's in Japan literally right now. He's so annoying because first off, <laughs> his stories. Like, because the thing is, it's like you. He's very like. He's sly and he's got like this kind of soft spoken sarcasm because he's like, oh, yeah, I could be a big deal. Literally in Portuguese, his name means take my pussy to the bed. So when he goes just, down and plays Brazil, just, just pussy in bed. They, yeah. yeah, they they literally <laughs> roll him out on a bed. So, like, so I see his story on his Instagram and he's just coming out in a bed sitting like this. And there's just a crowd of people like all cheering. And I'm thinking to myself, how cool do you have to be? Shota Nakama cool. He's, he's an absolute like A-list celebrity in Brazil. It's hilarious. And, no, <laughs> around the world. He wrote he wrote Final Fantasy. He writes the music for the Marvel Universe. I bet you that he's probably had his music with the video game orchestra, whether you know them or not. If you play video games, you've heard him probably more than Journey. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know he, he has a, a really cool story coming from Japan and coming uh, to, to you know ending up in Boston and, and going through Berkeley and all that stuff and, and he's here now he's got a great company he's he's the uh, reverse he's a, Marty Friedman he's yeah, the exactly. tall Japanese guy <laughs> that came over to the United States to become an ambassador of Japan but nobody cares about him in Japan versus the short American guy that goes over and does 900 shows in Japan and becomes Mr. Marty Guitar Friedman. that's oh, it's boy. completely true. That's very, I love yeah, Marty Friedman. Funny. I can't wait till he comes on. <laughs> there, he's coming. He's coming through, through on tour, right? With uh, Dude, with the opening for uh, he, Queens, right? January, February, March, April. He's coming through in April seventh yeah. to the Palladium in Worcester, Massachusetts, and our good friend Steve Wood is now managing Marty Friedman. Uh, and I kept I saying, will be, I, so, I will be there. <laughs> so listen, guys, this is true. I'm going to quote Steve on our show. I'm going to send him this video. I said, Steve, I don't think Marty would want to come on our show. And he goes, Oh, why would he want to come on your show? I'm like. I just don't feel like he wants to come on. He's like, Betty, I could get him on your show. I'm like, I don't think you can. He's like, I'm managing it. Like, he starts fighting me like he could get me Marty Friedman. I'm like, okay. You ask Marty Friedman if he wants to come talk to us. And we'll see how that goes. Sure I that. love Marty. He's literally my favorite guitarist like since the dawn of time other than Nuno. I love you, Nuno. That would be that would be a hell of an episode. I, I hope that happens. Imagine we had Nuno and Marty at the same time, and then Skolnick's <laughs> oh refereeing. Like, oh my god, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, that would. He's be, like the libertarian. For now, if you want, if you want to hear those three, you just got to go check out "Take Another Piece" by Lost Symphony. And then that's you can, right. You can get all that. Um, uh, speak, speaking of which, uh, before uh, Shota, uh, Alex Skolnick is our guest. Alex Skolnick. Good timing, Ben. Yeah. Alex Dude. is like another Jedi slash encyclopedia. He is like knows everything about everything in my book. So it's so insightful. I want you to go watch his episode. So I, I have now edited a bunch of, of interviews with him because we interview him on the, on the neurotic guitarist. And by where I mean me, I interview him. Um, he doesn't look right at you. He kind of looks off. And then he's like, you could see he's processing like Robocop. He's like, this might be a good answer and you could see his eyes kind of like moving like that dude from identity just like real fast like oh you could see the future like that's alex skolnick dude he's fucking savant and you know Jedi. this because he he tells you his parents he's like oh i'm the dumbest at my table because my parents are like professors and like i'm the misanthrope of the fucking you're like oh bro <laughs> i don't want to come to your christmas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of uh, aside from just his his insight on everything, you know, he's got a podcast, Moods and Modes, which is really great. Talks about Testament a lot. Uh, so dude, I was on his podcast for d dude. There's there's a less po with Jimmy Wysocki, this crazy fucking dude, Alex Golnick. I don't know how to feel about this other than I love him because he's psycho. He when we went and filmed it, he recorded the whole thing with his phone the whole time. 
He recorded it. And so instead of it even just using the neuro he did take from the neurotic guitarist, like, okay, whatever, he was there, take it. But he was recording it in his pocket, so he actually, like, had a concealed thing. And I don't really care, but, like, we didn't know, really. So then, when he put together this <laughs> <Irrelevant>. episode... <laughs> That we listen to this episode and it's like, whoa, that's the whole conversation. And it's like, I mean, it's great how it was done and it's really interesting, but it was like, oh, wow, Alex, you're, you're like a secret detective. Undercover. Sleuth. Yeah. That's why we make our guests sign waivers so that uh, we don't have to worry about <laughs> I love Alex, man. He's such a, I mean, honestly, every time I see him play guitar on his channel, I'm just like, what? he's freakishly good. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and then. Kevin Martin, uh, Candlebox. That was that Kevin was Kevin Martin. That was such wow, a that feels was like a forever ago. Episodes. Yeah, he That's yeah he was Forrest awesome. Gump. Dude, I mean Candlebox. I mean I go. I have such an emotional response to that. I said this. I was so happy to say this to him on the show because my first rock and roll T-shirt ever was a Candlebox with the middle finger for you, fuck you shirt. And I remember I used to get so many dirty looks because of it, and I was like. Kevin Martin, you're fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot of like grunge talk, which we we don't get to a lot on the show. But as yeah. you know, as someone who was in you know Seattle and doing doing their thing in kind of the prime of of, of grunge and uh, and and coming up as a fan of it, he was just I think uh, on the tail end of it. So he he kind of got the experience of like you know seeing all these bands, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, all these all these guys, and then then catapulting up with uh, Candlebox himself and on the tail end of all that stuff. So. Really cool stories. Really f interesting to hear uh, how the business has treated him and 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 Candlebox, the band, and how he his opinions on the music business and and record labels and the such. Sure. I mean, it's also interesting to see a a guy. You know, you have some songs that live forever, and it's but it's like, you know, when you become almost like a legacy act, which is what it is. I mean, because honestly, I mean, I was I'm 40 now. I just turned 40. And I remember like being, you know, what was it? 1993, 92, like, and that's, that's the songs, but he's been making music ever since. I mean, it's not like you stop being creative. It's just, when do people stop caring? And it's really interesting to hear from a perspective of someone who sold millions and millions and millions of records whose songs still get played all the time. But at the same time, like, it's hard to make it in the music industry. That's for sure. Yep. And uh, coming down to our final few guests here of 2022, uh, Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal, who's oh my gosh, an Ron, absolute treat, like such a fun episode. He was like talking and playing guitar at the same time. It was like so, like so much going on. Only guy who's ever actually had the audacity to play guitar on our show, and by audacity, he, we're honored because it's like it because it's like, would you like me to paint for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah he, are you playing eruption backwards yeah it's like it's like it's like you know li listening to edgar Allan poe and saying like would, would you like me to to do a reading of the raven it's like the bumblefoot playing like you know uh the universe rocks off the top of his head from like when he was 11 years old like that's another guy see so here's the difference alex skolnick looks off into the distance as he's calculating ron bumblefoot will look you right in the eye and he'll be thinking and he's already knows this next six questions you're going to ask him. And he's just like, it's the dominant. What do you, that's what you were going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. He's on another level. He's like sure. your Facebook feed, but he's but as a person. He's like, it's like, they tell you that it's not that they've been listening to your conversations. They just know what you want before you know what you want. That's kind of how Ron is with music. He knows what's good before you know what's good without you even knowing it's good at all. And then he tells you why it's good as he's staring at you, making you feel inferior as he's being nice. The episode is far less confusing than Ben just made it seem. I promise exactly. you that. It was, it's a as always. great talk. <laughs> the universe you know, rocks. If, if you are a musician or a guitar player, there's a lot of great stuff in there. But even if you're not, uh, there's you know a lot of stuff about growing up, playing music, and, uh, and rock and roll in general. So can can I ask you this, though? If he could be the voice of Waze or Google Maps... Dude, I mean, would you not get to every place? Like, cause I feel like where I get mad in Boston traffic, I'm sure Miami traffic's the same thing. Like, if it was just Bumblefoot being like, "Now, just wait a minute," 
you know, whatever, oh, with his, sure. that beautiful voice of his. I mean, I can't do it right. He's an orator. He certainly sings is. for fucking yes or Asia, Asia, Asia. <laughs> Heat of the moment. Yeah, uh, definitely check those out. That's episode one twenty and one twenty one, and then the first guest of twenty twenty two in our in our in the final guest, last but not least of our recap. Does anyone have any guesses of our of this guest? Was it Pinnock? No. Ah, uh, who was before Bumble? It wasn't Roddy. Nope. I know the suspense is killing everyone. It, Shannon, it, it no. was it was not. No, we're gonna we're gonna finish off strong with Star Set again. We got we got our, our favorite uh, cellist Z. Oh, Z. In. She, she, she started she started the year off. So yeah, so we started kind of started and ended with Star Set. Wow, That's, what a wrap! <laughs> that is very fun. The year, the year of Star Set on the year 2020. Of, the year oh, of Star and Set and Bumblefoot saying the universe rocks. So like we, <laughs> it all comes. The cosmos comes. It together. all comes full circle. No, Z has an amazing story. I mean, everybody we talk to, as we've heard, has an amazing story. But She's also yeah, in Lost Symphony now. Also in Lost Symphony. But yeah, as someone that was a musician and then left the world of music for a long time and then came back, she's got a great and super relatable story for anybody that like I don't think your sure. story is that relatable because I mean how many people like go and leave music and then come back and play for 70,000 people and then Moonlight <laughs> also in a band that has billions of streams <laughs> I feel like that's not that relatable I mean granted it's motivational she, it's like why, it's when I grow up when I grow up that's what I'm gonna do and then she has like a perfectly chiseled husband that's like a wonderful guy that you want to hate him but like you meet him immediately you're like you're so warm and nice like I mean everything about her life is great I just want to be her <laughs> She's always playing amazing gigs. Her and Marco. And I, you know what? That's the crazy thing. I'm like, I say, I saw, I'm like, what's going on, Marco? Like, she's playing with Adele. And then on any given night, like, even though it's not Adele, like, you could, Z's like, oh, she's like playing the Bellagio with her girls, just playing some party or some club. Or then she's playing the, the stadium that whatever football station people play at. In Vegas, the Colts is that the Raiders, is it the, the Raiders, the Raiders, it's that, Ve that Vegas, the Raiders. Life. Yeah, but she plays the on the Raiders home team band, so it's like seventy thousand people, and then Z playing like ah, no big deal. You can hear me in front of everybody, and then she gets broadcast to billions. There we go. Yes, so so it's finishing strong, solid year, a solid year for a for twenty twenty for the podcast. Year. Uh, we thank Damn. you, everyone that's that's listened or watched. If if you if you actually watched and listened to all those episodes we just talked about, I'm sorry, this episode must have been terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> if you haven't listened to those, we hope we gave you at least a little There's bit. There's that of, one uh, Star Set fan that's following us and like making a list of all the ones. Like she's like, well, I did, I'm, I guess I have to go get the Kevin Martin episode now. Oh, it was a nice trip down memory lane. Sometimes I, I mean, we do these episodes and then sometimes I, I got to go back and listen because there are things that I, even I don't remember. So it's kind of great to go back and recap what well, all the people we talked to. Well, sometimes when Siobhan's lackadaisical and we get like really maniacal and have to cut things to the last minute to do this, I go, why are we doing this? But then when we it's do these my recaps, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, but like the, see again, when you wake up and you have no idea who Kishi Bashi is, at the beginning of the day. And then by the end of the day, you're like, oh, let me drink in your wisdom, oh, Kishibashi. Because okay, if you don't know who Kishibashi is, like, you should go listen. Like, just learn. And then take it from a dumb guy who thinks that I can learn nothing. I learned something from Kishi. <laughs> well, yeah, believe I it or not, our podcast apparently has, you know, revealed some of the stories of some of the biggest rock stars, which is super cool. And, like, amazing stories from people. And I feel like we've gotten really deep with everybody. Well, right. for the most part. Yeah. No, there's... Not Joel Hextra. No. <laughs> Joel Hextra was in, we got about six Guys, feet, six inches. I feel like if I a... was to jump into a pool and it was Joel Hextra, that I would literally <laughs> just take me, do not, DNS, do not resuscitate. He's, he's a busy guy. Um, Vegetable yeah, we, we, do, we thank you guys for checking it out. Um, as, as we wrap up the year, we're going to take a couple weeks off for the first time since we started this podcast. We're taking, taking a couple weeks off so we can, uh, get some more episodes put together for you guys to kick off the new year, uh, 2023. Uh, if you have any suggestions, people you want us to talk to, put them in the comments and Ben will probably message them and annoy the shit out of them until they agree to come on the show. Uh, if you like any of the previous guests we've had and you want to hear more, put in the comments. Uh, most of them still like us and they might come back. So, yeah, let us know. That would be great to hear from you. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, guys, it, it, the thing you need to look forward to in 2023 is that we're putting on our big girl pants. Because, um, well, I mean, Siobhan's the only one with the walk-in closet, as you can see behind her. That's actually just a walk-in closet. Um, is that we, we, we want you... We don't feel like we've done all of our guests the justice that they've done us by coming on our show, by getting this program out to them the best that we can. We really want to hear from you guys. We want to be more interactive this next year. We want to bring the quality of the show better as far as everything from the production to listening to what you guys say. I mean, I know you guys want me to shut up, so I've tried to shut up a little bit. Like Whatever New Year's resolutions we need to make, we're going to do it for you when we come back gonna yes. be with a vengeance we're gonna be back top top of the year i think january 1st will be our next episode uh enjoy the holidays uh you know do all the be merry uh you know light hanukkah candles do whatever the hell you like doing when it's cold and crappy here uh, yeah and listen to some more 2020 episodes share them with friends if you know anybody that's interested in music or business or entrepreneurship or just kind of a funny show with some weird quirky people say send some of our episodes to people that you know share the love i mean listen you know, it's a very hard time of the year. You're trying to get your friends presents. You can't afford that shit. You know what? <laughs> like if you have a musician friend and they're like, man, I'm trying to make it in a band. Just send them like Damien Real. And then they, you could save them a whole bunch of fucking grief. There's just, there's basically we're the gift that can help you get these things across for free. Like you want to know how to save money in the music industry? Ask Keith. Just quit. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> yeah i guess we're the gift that, that keeps on trying that. to give that's the weird we're, part we're the gift that keeps on giving and i right. guess on that like note herpes. yeah check out 2020-d.com we'll see you in a few weeks happy holidays happy new year we'll see you soon star set forever subscribe <laughs> Thank you, as always, for checking out this episode of 2020. Please visit 2020-d.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. This week's throwback clip is from episode 103 featuring Dot Coil of Bad Wolves. Check it out. Oh, here's the thing. Ja Rule needs to go, okay? <laughs> I would, if I could cancel anyone, it'd be Ja Rule. I don't want to see this motherfucker ever, all right? He just, listen, he, he just... Some people just look shady. I, I guess maybe people like shady looking people. With, you know what I'm saying? Got milk dud head, all right? And he's just a bullshit artist, okay? I'm sick of this dude. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on the corner of Gray Street.